much into the contest. It's Tuesday the 29th of June. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. Shane Lee, how are you, my friend? I'm really well, Timmy, and um, I was quite reflective today, looking back at the state of origin, thinking, you know, just look at those Queensland faces. They looked lost. They were blank. It's like... Where do we go from now? I think Dale Cherry Evans has got to go as captain. And, and Green, the coach, he looked as bemused and startled as most. And, uh, yeah, the Queensland have a long way back. But, you know, I, I almost felt sorry for him, but I didn't. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. If 100 was the full tilt of remorse, uh, where on the scale would you have been? Well, I've experienced both, man. I've experienced playing in winning teams where we've dominated and I've played in teams where we've been absolutely annihilated. And and I, I can appreciate what they're going through, Queensland, but you know, New South Wales have to now make sure they maintain the rage for the next, Yeah, you know, I think your son said, let's do 10, 10 years in a row. So what's your number for remorse? How much remorse out of 100? Oh, zero. But um, <laughs> that's, that's Queensland. <laughs> it's Queensland. But, but the thing is, mate, you've you got you to put your foot on their throat when, when you've got them down. And, oh, yeah. Um, don't give them a chance because they'll fight back and uh, – you know, it's, it's our guy's turn to shine now. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I just hope I just hope the crush continues for a number of years. I love it. Now, uh, of course, we are giving away the Western Sydney Wanderers soccer ball this week, later this week. And in coming weeks, we've got a signed State of Origin jersey from the winning New South Wales team. So that's to come. But first off, follow us on Twitter or Facebook, Afternoon Sport on Facebook or Twitter. And this week, someone will walk away with that wonderful Spartan Western Sydney Wanderers soccer ball. And with that... The World Game. Our editor-at-large, Rob Gilbert, will be here to cover all of that. And Katie Brown, I wonder how she's feeling after Queensland's loss. Katie, of course, is our rugby league reporter. We'll talk to her. Now, Shane, there's been a bit of traction over the comments from Shane Warne and Mark Waugh saying that the Australian cricketers that decide to go and play with franchises at the expense of playing for their country should be in some way punished or their careers should be looked at. Uh, what, what do you think? Well, mate, this has been going for a little while already. Um, you look at a guy called Glenn Maxwell who made a decision a while ago. He said he'd rather play and earn the money in the IPL. And he was sort of banished and, and put aside for, for a while. He's been brought back now in the one-day team. But, you know, I'm not quite sure – Like. For me, it was all about playing for the Australian career team, but I had no option then, right? There was no, there was no IPL. We could go and play a little bit of county cricket, mm. but the money these guys can earn—you you've got to remember—professional sportsmen only have four years maximum. That, that's the average. Some guys play for ten years, but the average is only four years across every sport. So you can't begrudge a guy for playing, but yeah, it, it is a big honour playing for Australia. But playing for Australia doesn't necessarily always pay the bills, mate. No, I, I think it took about two seconds when people joined Shane Warne, Mark War to John the bookmaker's name to have come up. Yeah, well, big time, mate. And um, you know, it's, it's easy for these guys to say now. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Warney and these guys had the option they can earn, you know, 4 to $5 million for six weeks working in the IPL or they can play for Australia and earn $20,000 $20, for a test match. It's a, it's a big difference, mate. But, you know, I'm fortunate enough to say I played for Australia. But, uh, yeah, it's a big call, mate. I'm not, I'm not quite sure where I sit in that one, Timmy. Mm, yeah, well, money. Everyone has a price. Yep. This is Afternoon Sport. Coming up next, Katie Brown. Of course, she plays rugby league, presents it, reports it, and she's a Queenslander. We'll talk to her next. All right, time to talk rugby league, and congratulations to the Queensland State of Origin side beating New South Wales 8-6 on Friday night at the Sunshine Coast. Katie Brown, what did you think? 
Oh, you know what? I wish it wasn't raining. I loved it, but mm. I would have loved it more. No, 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 no. Can you believe you, you actually tried to answer that as if that was my proper question? <laughs> and it was a very good game and it was a very good win. But I just had to just lead you down another path. No, we're not talking about Sunday. You got yep. flogged. <laughs> Oh, gents, it's such old news. Like, come on, we're, we're talking about footy on Thursday night, aren't we? Oh, I loved it. I, I, I look forward to it. As soon as we won, I thought I can't wait to speak to Katie and I can't speak, wait to speak to Shad Wicker later in the week. So, But in all seriousness, um, they had no answers, did they? They came out first 15 minutes. We thought, boy, oh, boy, look at the intensity, look at their forwards. Uh, but as soon as the button just went, New South Wales were all over them like a cheap suit. Absolutely. And you know what? I think the turning point for me was the Latrell Mitchell intercept. Yep. And I thought, all right, take a deep breath. It's only 12 mil. And then by the end of the half, after Tommy Turbo got the try, I thought, oh, can I wait for Jared Sutton to, to blow his whistle for anything there? <laughs> no. Nah, all right. Definitely not. 18 mil into the break and it was all over. Cameron Munster um, was shut down so well. The forwards yep. tried hard, but Queensland outside backs just unfortunately aren't as fast. I felt really sorry for Kurt Catewell um, playing yep. in the centres, but Queensland just weren't good enough. They and weren't. New South Wales are great. Yeah, well, well Daly Cherry Evans who had the, the leader. Like he had a poor game and um, he looked like real rudderless. But um, I, I think Latrell that was a great intercept. But that first strip that he did, which led to the first New South Wales try, like Latrell Mitchell has to be. The best big game player in this country at the moment. He, I don't know why he wants to play fullback at all. Whenever he plays in the centres, he dominates. I don't know what I don't know what South's doing. He should go back to the Roosters. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> he, he is phenomenal. He is. It's so true. Do you know the thing in that New South Wales team though is that all seventeen of them are big game players. Like they mm. they all played so well. In that first half, Latrell Mitchell was absolutely unstoppable. Tommy Turbo wasn't his usual self, but I feel like they, as in because I always expect so much uh, extraordinary things from him, and he was still brilliant, but James Tedesco really took his game to another level yeah, last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, pinballed all over the place, didn't he? Uh, just in answering that, Shane, he has been playing very well in the number one for South as well. I think you could put him in any position. He could, do, he could get the job done. Now, Katie, they say the only constant in life is change. You are born in Grafton. Now, here's your opportunity on the air, Afternoon Sport Podcast. You can declare your allegiance to New South Wales right now. <laughs> it's time. We're hanging up. You just have to come back. You're in lockdown for 14 days if you come back. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing else to do. Uh, right. No, I am going for Queensland. I bleed maroon, gents. I'm, I'm way more fickle than you are. But what, what about um, what, what about the women's game? We, we started referencing it at the start, obviously. I, I thought it was just brilliant. And, and what a great advertisement. In the wet, the ball handling was still really good. Uh, the quality, the hits, extraordinary. It was probably disappointing from a game's point of view that it went down to that penalty in the end, although it was a legit penalty. But uh, a really great night and ad for, for the game, uh, the women's game. Uh, yeah, it is. And I do I think I'm just being selfish when I want it to be dry because I know that their outside mm. backs and halves, the Blues game plan was to spread it wide because they have so much strike power. They did mm. a great job at keeping the likes of Taryn Aiken and Tamika Upton really quiet. But I think they won that forward battle. Tasman Gray, the Nelly Doherty winner, and she was just at it all night. There was a lot of banter, and I, I love the personality and the, um, I guess, 
can I say bitchiness between mm. the, the Queensland Maroons and the New South Wales Blues? And that's what you want. You want state v state, mate v mate. Um, and I think we're really developing that rivalry in the women's game. So 8-6 and it was. It was a penalty. Chelsea Leonard Doozy played it properly and Ali Brigginshaw got that repeat set. She's a smart, smart player. Uh, Queensland definitely deserved to win, but I, I love the fact that the girls, it, it wasn't fast and it wasn't the typical, you know, spread the ball wide, you know, use the outside backs. It was a real hard-fought battle up the middle, and, and you don't see a lot of that with, with girls' sport, but this is a physical, full-on, real, you know, up, up the middle sort of battle, which, which I loved. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I, I probably um, – that was a lot of the feedback on social mm. media too, which I think a lot of the girls in the team, speaking to a few of them afterwards, they were going, oh, we just want to showcase how skillful mm. we are, but the rain sometimes prevents that. Yeah, However, it's great that people yeah. go – Oh, did you see how physical it was? It was all about the middles. Middles, we love that. Yeah, they were, they were tough, man. Girls were tough. Yeah, it was good. Looking at some of Kezi App's defence and and Southwell's defence for New South Wales, uh, yeah, they 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 did match them. That's that's why the score was eight six. But it does it does make us ask one more question in and around this, Katie, in your playing career. Just say you do find you're in a mojo and you just kick off and you become this extraordinary talent, which you already are. <laughs> but like, if you step into this this level. Where where you are actually in contention for state of origin selection, you'd be a New South Wales selection, wouldn't you? <laughs> you know what? I'd probably be Ronaldo Mulatalo if I ever <laughs> got into care. I'd be like, Adal, you were born and bred and you grew up in New South Wales until you were like 18. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we'd, we'd take you, Katie. We'd take you. <laughs> Look, Katie, great to have a chat. There is another game. Thank God we're going to get the NRL continuing through this uh, difficult period. Uh, it, it means no crowds at some games, but you know, as long as we can get to watch it, that's the main thing. We'll talk to you next week here on Afternoon Sport. Sounds great. Thank you both. Have a great one. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, our editor-at-large, Rob Gilbert, casts his eye over the A-League Grand Final. Rugby, it's a game they play in heaven. Look out for our podcast, The Running Game, where Matt Dunning joins me, Tim Gilbert. Each week, we speak to players, coaches and legends of the game. We look at the game from every angle at all levels, from test rugby, the club game, city to country and the way it's played at school. The Running Game. Come find us on your podcast app. All right, well, the shoe's on the other foot, quite literally. Last week, we are talking to Rob Gilbert, and he's in the middle of lockdown. Well, hey, Rob, thanks for the baton. We're now in the middle of it. You're welcome, boys. And let me tell you, on behalf of every Melbourne person, that we extend our greatest concern and love and sympathy to you all just the same way that it came back in the last lockdown, because there are a few media types out there who want to get a bit of clickbait and a headline here and there that are suggesting otherwise. If I could describe what it is, you would know the word. Yes. Is. Yes. Starts with S and ends in T. But, um, mate. Yeah, bullshit. But, but, that's right. But I'll tell you what we do have, um, Rob, is we've still got sport, mate. And um, let's start with uh, the A-League, mate. It was, it was a good final on the weekend. I'm not quite sure why 
they went up against um, the state of origin, but maybe you got some thoughts on that. Yeah, so the grand final uh, ended up being the, the grand final we we had hoped it would be between Melbourne City and the reigning champions Sydney FC going for a, a hat trick of grand final wins. Melbourne City, of course, the, uh, the the reigning champions at Amy Park. So the bizarre thing, you know, as we discussed from the top originally at the beginning of the week, there was talk about it being relocated to Sydney or, or to a neutral uh, venue because uh, Melbourne might not have been able to host it. Ultimately, they got it down and it was the right decision for, for every reason. So 3-1 to Melbourne City in the end. Uh, some say that the occasion was ruined by Chris Beath, the, the referee for red carding Luke Bratton uh, and putting uh, Sydney in a situation where they had to uh, defend their position uh, with 10 men for the rest of the game. But I think the uh, the result was uh, was what uh, uh, the season demanded, that Melbourne City were the better team throughout the year. And just to touch on the, the state of origin point, uh, they were really didn't have a lot of choice to, okay. to, to locate it uh, in Melbourne at that time because of all of the COVID movements and, and so on. And, and look, let's face it, mate, nobody in Sydney could go anywhere, could they? So the mm-hmm. people who were, uh, well, let's call them polycodal, who uh, were disappointed <laughs> by the Sky Blues losing the grand final, mate, they could just uh, flip over to Channel 9 and watch another Sky Blue uh, pull the pants down to the Queenslanders. Yeah, and wasn't that good? Hopefully, like as my son said today, Joe, he said, let's make it 10 in a row. That would just be beautiful. Absolutely glorious. I had a bet with my resident Queenslander mate down here, which mm. uh, obviously I lost for nine years in a row, and uh, um, and I'm just getting back to the point where it's a sort of a 50-50 scenario. So uh, no sympathy from me for the Maroons. Well, I think you'll be buying that condominium on the Gold Coast over the next 10 years because you're going to get a bit back from old mate. Now, um, it brings the curtain down on the Fox Sports here. Of course, Fox done a, a wonderful job of, of broadcasting the game for quite a number of years now. Yeah, exactly. So that was the last game, 15 years since the A-League started. I mean, there have been various free-to-air partners. Uh, Channel 10 in the past, they're now going to take over again, the ABC, SBS, but uh, none of the free-to-air partners could really uh, combine with Fox to get the kind of coverage and the reach and the publicity for the game that uh, they needed. And uh, uh, throwing COVID in the last couple of years and things have really dropped off the precipice. Uh, so, you know, hats off to the likes of, uh, of Adam Peacock and uh, Simon Hill, who's, uh, you know, been gone for a couple of years, but he was the voice of football on Fox for many years. Our good mate Brenton Speed as well, uh, who'll mm. never forget the Scorpion goal. And, uh, you know, the <laughs> likes of Robbie Slater and Bozzer, uh, you know, they did just a wonderful job. Um, it was uh, the golden days when when they had the Premier League coverage as well, where you could sit up on a Saturday night and watch, a, you know, um, the triple header of A-League matches and go into the Premier League overnight and uh, uh, and just, uh, you know, it was all the war football. But uh, look, hats off to, to Fox. I mean, there have been critics in the past uh, 18 months as they've uh, eased their way out of the game. And look, you know, they would recognise that uh, the less money that they spent on the coverage, uh, you know, there were uh, some issues that, uh, that came about as a result of it, but uh, they have done a good job. But so now we look forward to the era of, of the, the 10 network and Paramount, the new st- streaming service, to see if they can you know, put the, uh, the world game on the map um, in a way that it's never been done before in this country. Well, they're definitely putting the uh, the world game on the map. The Euros are into the knockout phase, mate, and it doesn't get any bigger than England v Germany. That is a promoter's dream. Yeah, they have a history, don't they? Yeah, I think it's two 0 isn't it? Two 0 the odd one. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, you know, um, I, I, I've said it on other formats. I, look, I think it was Gary Lineker who once said that um, you know we we beat them at their um, national sport. <laughs> now it's up to <laughs> us to, to win at our national sport. So you know, it, it goes back to 1966 when England beat Germany in the World Cup, but there's a, a history of uh, of, uh, of disappointment since the 1996 Euros, the um, the 
1990 <laughs> World Cup. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, exactly for the for the Germans at least. Um, and uh, you know, penalty shootout. Yeah, Exactly, peace in our time. Well, uh, uh, Gareth Southgate was central to one of those very scenarios, the 1996 World Cup, Euros, I should say, um, missing a penalty himself all these years later. Now he's the manager of England. Look, they've got to get Harry Kane, their star striker. We talked about this last week, uh, uh, into some kind of form. He's got to get the kind of service. It's Look, uh, in any sport, regardless of what it is, your point man or woman is only as good as the service they get from the people around them. And in so far as his ability to to finish the job at the uh, sharp end of the pitch, it, it, it depends on the midfield. So uh, people like Jack Grealish and uh, and others who uh, have been uh, uh, all the, the fans and the pundits have been calling upon Southgate to pick. He finally seems to have conceded, but he doesn't mm. give much away. Uh, Jurgi Lowe, the uh, the German uh, World Cup winning uh, coach, uh, he uh, is going into. Well, every game could be his last because he's retiring after this. He's been taken, uh, he's retiring and Hansi Flick, the, the Bayern Munich uh, or conquering Bayern Munich coach takes over. So, so uh, does the, the, the German uh, uh, powerhouse uh, return to uh, this kind of level that we expect them to in these big tournaments? We're going to find out uh, at 2am on Wednesday morning. Yeah, it's the only time I sort of go for Germany is when they're playing England in sport. Uh, now, Rob, um, just, just because of the Ashes stuff, uh, you just like to, you know, English playing anyone, I, I can't go for them, unfortunately, because of, uh, you know, the, the spirit. Amongst- never forget the 2003 I'll World back, Cup. I'll back, the English in the, I'll back the English in the wars. I was just going to say to me, how, how do you make a German omelette? First, you must capture the kitchen. Very simple. <laughs> so to finish my story, gentlemen, as you two uh, sort of uh, banter between the the two of you, the 2003 World Cup, which we all know was on a on a, a razor's edge right through till the very end when Johnny Wilkinson stepped up to the pantheon of England's yeah. greatest what sporting a, heroes. But I'll never forget Clive Woodward walking in um, to the press conference afterwards, and it was never, it was never in doubt. We, and I, I thought, mm. are you kidding me? You are fair dinkum actually saying mm. that after that game, it was never in doubt. So um, the the supercilious nature of his response uh, was not <laughs> lost on me on that occasion, and uh, I've never forgotten it. So, hey, Robert, that, that that lends me to another gag, and we'll leave it here. But why did Clive Woodward like the letter D so much? Why did Clive Woodward like the letter D so much, Timothy? Otherwise, his name would be Clive Woo-Woo. (laughs) (laughs) He likes his own gags, doesn't he, Shen? That's that's not bad, actually. (laughs) Good on you, Rob. Thank you, Timmy. Thank you, Shane. Thanks, mate. Take care, buddy. (laughs) That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you, of course, to Katie Brown and to Rob Gilbert. And thank you to our sponsors, Spartan Sports. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. And, of course, our great producer, Dan McHugh, will be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then. Take care, guys.